What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Double Coverage. We hope you're still living, loving, and breathing sport. I am Dom with the great man Sauce, and we have some special guests on today from Vanity Slabs, Henry and Craig. How are we all going, gentlemen? What's going on? Hi, man. Happy Good. Friday. Is it Friday over there in Australia? Saturday morning here. It's Saturday morning? We're We're behind. Behind the there you go. Now we can actually. We're living the future, mate. We're living the future. We're already <laughs> seeing what happens. Back to the Give future. Give me the winning numbers. Time, Give me the winning numbers. <laughs> we wish we had an eighty million dollar lottery the other day, and uh, one person won it here in our state that we're based in. So it was incredible. Unlucky for us. <laughs> we wish it could be spread around to everyone. But very exciting to have you on today. Obviously, up and coming in the hobby. And uh, very keen to understand what all van what Vanity Slabs is all about. So we'll kick it off. Uh, whoever wants to go first, either Henry or Craig, just tell us about your experience and how you got into the hobby. I'm gonna let the captain speak first. Ah, <laughs> uh, he beat me to it. I was gonna give him the rug. All right. So I got into the hobby when I was a kid, like us, right? Uh, when we were kids, we probably were exposed to either comic books or cards at some point in time. And um, and then life life took a toll. We became adults, and a lot of us stopped collecting, right? So then later on in life, when uh, people are making money and have jobs and and have an income, uh, we get back to it. But not only that, we it came back in steroids, right? With the pandemic, uh, and and now a lot of people are in the hobby. Uh, I I came back to the hobby from when I was fifteen when I, when I stopped collecting to. Uh, in 2019, in February, February, I came back, uh, and it was due to my father-in-law. My father-in-law comes to the house, and he says, hey, can you take me to this garage sale uh, to go buy some baseball cards? I'm like, you're 70 years old. How are you 70 years old, and you're buying baseball cards? Are you buying it for the grandchildren? And he was like, no, I like it. He's a historian. He's a Cuban historian, loves collecting Cuban baseball players and stuff like that. So I said, okay, fine, <laughs> to, to, to the garage sale. Uh, it, was a, a, it was a guy that had a garage full of memorabilia, what, uh, cards, all type of sports cards and non-sports. And I instantly turned into a kid. This was, uh, I, I remember the vision very vividly. And I turned into a kid. And I, I said, I got to buy some of these things. And I got the fever. I got the sports card uh, fever. Then a couple months later, I got the non, uh, the comic book fever. I bought collections. I started uh, buying stuff like crazy. But then, <coughs> then a couple months after, a few months after I started collecting, I was like, I wonder if there's other grown men and, and, and people that collect at my age. So I, I looked into Facebook and Instagram and I saw, wow, this, there's actually a big community and social uh, network of people, middle age and in all ages that collect. So I came up with building a group on Facebook and I started to do various things in, in the hobby, just kind of figuring it out. But when I started in the social media on the hobby, I kind of saw there was a lot of gaps. When I say gaps, I figured, you know, number one, people were not taking good pictures with their lighting. 
they were just taking dark pictures. You couldn't see the condition of the card uh, with with you know with with your with with the way that people were taking pictures of the uh, of their cards. And and I was like, man, I've been in consulting for over twenty years in technology. My background is in software engineering. So what I started to see was, okay, I want to find solutions. Every single thing that came to me that I thought that there was a gap in the trading card industry, I wanted to come up with solutions. And the first thing I came up with was a photo box, a simple photo box that you just, it's a white photo box, has a background on it. And then you put your cards in it and you take pictures with your phone, but it has LED strip on it. And you take perfect pictures with your phone. I found that online and I went ahead and I brought it to the States and it caught on fire. Everyone started to realize that you have to take great pictures of your cards to be able to sell it and market it online. So that was kind of like just the beginning of, of me innovating and, and getting my mind going crazy. I digress. I think I answered the question a long time ago. <laughs> Beauty, all right. We'll get Craig, his take, and then I'm actually very interested to uh, know how you two met as well. So, Craig, just your experience and uh, how you got into the hobby. Yeah, a uh, little bit shorter version, I guess. Everybody knows me. I'm a very spontaneous person. Uh, I grew up, obviously, collecting cards. I was a baseball player and ended up playing professional baseball for a little while. I kind of I got out of the hobby, I guess, going into high school, you know, focused more on playing the game as, as instead of collecting. Uh, put some cards on the side, forgot all about them for, geez, I don't know, about 20 years um, until I started having kids. I, uh, I coached college baseball for 14 years. And then uh, when I switched over, I opened my own facility. I had my own nonprofit. I had my own uh, youth sports teams, baseball teams. Um, and then, uh, you know, I started getting back in. I guess I'd call it my midlife crisis. My, my childhood, I wanted, I didn't buy a Corvette. My wife didn't yell at me. I started getting some baseball cards here and there. And COVID hit, and it was like, all right, well, let's open some cards. And everybody was just online and, and opening stuff. And uh, and it just sucked me back into it. And it, and it became a, a you know, a, a real hobby again. I really enjoyed it. And I realized that there was more of an investment piece to it now. And being financially secure, there was a way to, not only enjoy it, but make money. So I became a, a lover of, of the, the card world again. And I met so many good people along the way, which fueled this desire to make the hobby even better. And I think that's where uh, led me to Henry. And that'll kind of lead up into the story of how we met and how all this kind of came to fruition. So go for it. How did you two meet? Because you're based on uh in different areas in the in the United States. So if people may not know, Henry's over in Florida, Craig's over in New Jersey. So very different dynamic. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we know a few people that do podcasts and stuff, and they're based in different areas of the United States. So how did this come about, this meeting? As I recall, Craig Conway stalked me <laughs> on social media. <laughs> caught. I got caught. Yeah. I, didn't, I never got charges pressed so i was good <laughs> no i i am um, actually funny thing i actually joined uh wise guy breaks through um so through some friends they uh they told me about wise guy breaks and i'm i'm pretty active in some of the facebook groups i used to kind of just feel them all out and i i just fell into a certain couple and wise guys is more of a family and i really liked uh the way everybody handled each other and treated each other 
Um, so I jumped in there uh, during the whole COVID season, as we call it. And, um, you know, Henry and I, Henry was the leader of that whole pack. And we just started having some fun. Our buddy Nick Sichter, who's with us in the Vanity Slabs Endeavor, he um, he does a lot of breaking late night, call it after dark. And, you know, sometimes you don't have any work in the morning when you're on a hiatus for three months and my business was shut down. So I'd pop on there. I got a nine month old at home now. She's almost 10 months. So when she was a puppy, we just got home. I was up. So it wasn't nothing to do but hold the baby and check out what Nick Sichter was ripping. And once in a while, Henry might pop on with me and start opening some, uh, who knows, maybe some immaculate, maybe some national treasures. It turned into some some fun, crazy evenings. And then we just started a, a, a good, friendly relationship and really started talking a lot more and, and ways to develop and build a hobby. And, you know, not to, to bore anybody with silly little semantics, but, you know, once the idea came up, we, we both knew it was uh, it was something to really go for. Definitely. Well, John and I definitely were very interested just before you get into how the Vanity Slabs came about. But there was there was so many grading companies just popping up on the scene. And John and I have said it that many times on our podcast that the market for so many grading companies is going to be a big problem because everyone's got that PSA, BGS, HGA, uh, CSG as well mentality of I'd grade their CGC. Yeah, it's like I'd, I would literally grade there first before I grade with anyone else that's popping up for the fact of like they're popping up out of nowhere and they're charging pretty much the same price per card as what the big dogs are charging. So people are like, why are we doing it? So John and I actually said to each other, and um, we said it as a joke on our podcast, we said, oh, you know, we'll set up a, a double coverage card protecting uh company it's just like we just get slabs you protect your card we'll print your labels and then we started seeing uh videos go by more grading companies more grading companies then it came to the national and where we saw you was on pool wax's video we saw you henry talking to to michael vinicor from pool wax and it was awesome it was like oh this is interesting and it's something different and because it was something that we we were talking about we're like well we got to find out more about this company so Tell us about Vanity Slabs, how it came about, and what it is. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right. Drum so, roll, please. Brainchild. <laughs> so it was around February of this year, right? I was awaiting a submission from a very big grading company that I submitted in September of last year. February was very hot in the market. It was the probably the peak of the market. Uh, Jordan sold for over seven hundred thousand, and uh, Trouts and Mantles and all these big cards and many little cards too. Morants, Zion's, and all these other um, cards were selling for so much money at its peak in in, in February. I saw that uh, when I first submitted, I had a guarantee or or at least an estimate of getting back my submission. In 45 days. So I'm thinking, okay, 45 days, it should be around probably January. I'll get my cards and uh, this all the seasons are going to kind of cross over. And that's where the peaks are going to start going up. So I was I was trying to, you know, estimate when, when stuff happened and I didn't get my cards, right? I just started getting my cards this month. We're in August, 
right? Uh, and that's from the submission of September last year. And in February, I was like, you know what? 98%, about 98%, I'm just going to throw out a number that I, I don't even know if it's proven, but I've heard 98% of the cards in existence are raw cards. Less than 2% are graded cards in existence. So there's trillions of cards out there that don't that that will never see grading, never be graded. Yet collectors want to feel pride in their collections, want to feel pride in what they rip uh, on a break. They want to feel that they don't have to send their card away for many months. And you know, I have a prized possession. Here's my card. It's my prized possession. I got to get rid of it for a year, and I can't look at it for a year. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna gamble on that it's gonna get a grade that is gonna be worth more than what it is raw. Raw, it, a raw card is worth almost the same as an eight or a nine, depending on what grading company you, you use, right? So at the end of the day, you're gambling all your all your cookies into getting a ten. A gemmin ten is gonna get you some good money, a pristine. Is gonna get you some really wow money, but you're gonna send out hundreds of cards, and twenty percent, ten percent are gonna come back a ten, and the rest are gonna be losses or worth the same as raw, and you lost your submission fee. So all these different—I'm a math guy, I'm a math and science guy. I think it's—I uh, I mentioned that uh, software engineering. So numbers always running through my head, and I'm very ADD, right? because I'm always thinking, my brain is always working. So I was like, okay, there's a gap here. How about, what's the best way I can display my raw cards? Cause I have hundreds of thousands of cards now from 2019 to 2021, I now have hundreds of thousands of cards in my garage, okay? And Craig and I, he, he mentioned the story of how we met and we started ripping Last year, we started ripping Panini One, National Treasures, uh, Flawless, Immaculate. These 130-point cards don't grade very well. They don't grade very well. They grade about probably eights, sevens. Highest thing you could probably get on a 130-point is a nine, meaning that you're potentially – gambling away and paying the grading company to just put a, a subjective number on your 130 point and it's going to be the same as worth raw if i have a 101 or a one of 10 of a zion right do you think that grading is going to do anything for the value of the 101 no because you only have one there's only one in existence so how can you even bother trying to get a gem in 10 for a 101 a one of 10 a one of 49 what's what's the difference you're, you're gonna sell it for whatever the whatever the 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 what does it get the demand is right if that card that 101 justin herbert is worth a hundred thousand dollars you don't have to send it away to get graded right so these things these reason reasons to my madness was see my whiteboard back there it's a whole bunch of scribbles you see that's that was my manifestation that i started in february i started scribbling on the wall saying what's going on here why do we need to send stuff to grade 
Why are all these grading companies coming from, from the woodworks and from the bushes and, and from the wild? I, I don't understand. All these people are deciding to tell you that is the condition of a five based on what? The reality is that when you get your card back from grading, you hardly, you don't know why they graded you, what they graded you. It comes back with a number and they don't tell you why it got graded. Isn't that, I, I think that's a gap in the industry, right? At the end of the day, if, if you send something to get graded, shouldn't it come back with an explanation saying the reason, I mean, if, 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 it, does, if it has like, you know, subs, right? You, you know, okay, it, it graded because you got a nine on corners. You got something on surface. You got something <laughs> on this and that, right? You got some type of explanation. But on other cards that you grade, you don't have an explanation. How that I, I send a garbage pail kid in my last submission. Two, three garbage pail kids, three of them, okay? Again, I'm not going to name the company I used, but the reality is, is that one came back a nine, one came back a two, and one came out a three. And the reality is that they look mint, perfect, beautiful. And I, I look at it with a magnifying glass, and the one that got graded at two doesn't even have any rash. I took them out of the same pack, live. From a live breaker group, this garbage pail kit pack, series one, got ripped live. And one got a two, one got a three, and one got a nine. So I'm passionate, guys. When you decided to interview me, you're, you're not only interviewing Vanity Slabs. That's all right, Henry. Art. We love it. We love it. We love it. We love it. It sounds like, like, like you've been part of the double coverage family for over a year that we've been doing this podcast because you sound exactly like Source because that's what we've been saying about grading companies. How can Henry, we... <laughs> please just stop there. Stop there, mate, because you, you're talking too much sense for me. You are talking too, too much sense for me. That's all I've got to say. Pretty much what you said about the grading company there is what I've been preaching and what I've been telling people, which is why I have no preference on grading company and why I buy any... Look, not any grading company. Once again, you know, there's who knows, 100 out there now, um, but any of the five sort of major ones that are that are that are out here and then even hga the the most uh, the newest grading company but when i seen vanity slabs i, I sent the link to doma and I, I said dom this is this is what we've been talking about you know this is what we're saying like why would i i just want something to protect my card and then what also uh you know made me even more interested was the fact that there's a lot of people here like in australia they're concerned about sending their card to America, overseas, you know, the whole postage thing. I'm like, hang on. These guys send the slab to you and you put it in. I'm like, this will take a lot. And, and there's a lot of people out there that don't care for grading. Like I see people on Facebook pages all day. Like grading is the biggest scam anyway. Like why am I going to pay them more money? Like I just want the card. I just want the collection of the card. I don't care about the grade. Like, and there's, and it's not like that's a minority. Like I would, I would be, wouldn't be surprised if that's like fifty percent of people that are in the hobby that literally don't care about grading. And you know, there's been some experiences that I've had uh, uh, with grading, and some experiences that a, a friend of mine has had. And you know, it leaves a sour taste in your mouth, especially when you go through so much effort to get the card. And you know, I don't mess around. I got like a big uh, uh, magnifying uh, 
arm that's got a a, a light LED light in it, and I look at, look at it under that. Freaking got a jeweler's loop. So you go for all this effort, right? And you go like, well, hang on. I've been I've been looking at cards. Look, I've been in the hobby for three years, right? I've been looking at cards, flat stick, every day for three years. So you're telling me that for for three years I don't know what I'm looking at, right? And like obviously you get better over over time. And then someone who's even more experienced in the hobby, such as yourself, being in it longer than me, you know, it, it sort of it leaves you a bit pissed off. Look, I'm not going to lie, right? Leaves you a bit, uh, you know, leaves a sour taste in your mouth, and. That's why I thought like vanity slabs. I was like, oh, this is this is really interesting. So, um, you know, it's 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 good to see that there's someone out there instead of just bringing out another grading company because anyone could have done that. Uh, it's something different, something niche, and um, yeah, I, I've applaud the idea. Like I, when I seen it, I was like, oh, this is literally what we're talking about. And I think you know, there's a market for this sort of stuff. So, um, kudos to you. And uh, obviously on the photo box too, kudos to you uh, because uh, there's nothing worse trying to buy a $1,000 card and uh, some bloke's got some shady uh, photos on there and you're like, well, how, how do you want me to fork out $1,000 over the internet when I can't even see what the hell the card looks like, right? That's right? And then they don't want to send you more pictures. Well, it's just a big red flag to not buy the card. Let's be honest, right? John's, John's just talking from uh, experience during the week. He sent me some photos. He goes, I'll do my running some eye, your eyes over this. And I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. I'm like, has he just sent you blurred pictures of the card? He's like, yes. I go, okay, you're not spending. I asked him for more pictures and he didn't, want, he didn't want to send them. He didn't want to send them. I'm like, well, I'm not buying the card. Like, of course, you're clearly sending me blurred, like blurry photos and not clear photos because it's probably not me or not I'll, in I'll decent condition. You, I'll tell you something, guys, right? I think I, you know, I, Nick. I, I, I'm going to I'm gonna tie these dots together, okay? We're going to understand. We're going to do. A, a a a class okay now you i started with that photo box because of people selling crappy lighting of their cards right you can't tell the condition and it's hard to go ahead and for you to make a decision on whether to buy a card that looks like crap it might be a beautiful pristine card now the grading company was supposed to answer that Grading companies were supposed to answer the, the, the whole aspect of, hey, the condition of the card that is being sold is what condition is it? So that way it can be sold at a specific grade, right? Because a 10, that means, whoa, that means it's perfect. That means it's perfection. But what does a five, what does a four, what does a three mean? Now you go into having to go into comps, right? Go eBay to find out what comparables, prices of, of, of the last PSA 4 or the last BGS 5 or the last BGS 10, 9, and so forth, you you have that ability to understand what you should pay for the car because now you have a way to tie to comps, right? But the fallacy that we just talked about was, number one, you can't get it back fast enough unless you pay hundreds of dollars which then it defeats the purpose because then you can't sell the card unless it's a thousands of dollars of cards. You're not able to assess the, the, the investment that you're making to go grade a card. If you're grading a card that's worth less than a hundred dollars right now, it costs you over $200 to go grade at, at PSA. You know, you're, you're practically don't send your $100 card to go ahead 
and submit it for 200 bucks, right? So all these different factors exist. Now, what is being lost in the hobby is what I asked myself when I started Vanity Slaps. I said, what's being lost in the hobby is the trading card aspect of the hobby. The ability for a collector to feel pride in his prized possession and in all the other cards that he likes in his collection. Because let's be honest, you might have a couple of, of, of awesome cards that are, are high in PSA and you're like, okay, this I'm gonna put in the vault, I'm gonna save for the kids when they graduate, all this stuff. But you have other hundreds of cards that are awesome and, uh, and beautiful that you're not gonna sense a grading, right? Guess what? Vanity Slabs, the reason I came out with Vanity Slabs was number one, it allows the collector to stand his raw card with pride next to any graded slab, number one, okay? Which means you don't have to be ashamed of your, of your card because it's in a top loader. It's no longer in a top loader. It's no longer in a one touch. The one touch is the, the classiest, the classiest choice that a collector has is a one touch at the moment, right? Or until Vanity Slabs. The one touch was by Panini One, by One and One, by Flawless, by Tops, Panini, all these big companies use one touches because it's the most prestigious displayable type of holder that you can access at the moment before vanity slaps. And I said, you know what? I went through four manufacturers and I went through crappy holders. I went through all these different tests, product tests, water tests, drop tests. I said, I need a holder that is going to stay put. I want it to close like Tupperware, right? Tupperware protects your food. What you eat. Keeps it fresh. Keeps it fresh. <laughs> I said, that's what I want for the card. I want to keep it fresh. I want to keep it new. I want to keep it beautiful. But you know what? We're also going to use that common real estate on the top that grading companies use to put a subjective grade on your card, right? We're going to do it, and we're going to bring in the creative community, community of graphic artists of artists all over the world, no matter where they are, may they be in India, Indonesia, may they be in Philippines, may they be in Australia, may they be in Europe or the US or South America. You can bring in creatives to go ahead and not even have to talk. As a work of art, make your collectible, have choices to have a one-on-one with a one-on-one label. Have choices to make if you want a pink label, get your pink label. If you want a label that is going to say the player of your card and you want it to match the colors palette of the card enclosed, you can also get that design. Okay, because it allows the creatives and the collectors to come together and make a masterpiece out of your collectibles. That is what is missing from our hobby. The essence of collecting and trading and the passion that we in the past used to 
have fun with, used to take pride with, used to show off. Not because it got a specific grade, not because it's worth a certain amount of money. It's because you're proud of it because it looks good and you can talk about it as a talking piece. If my $5 card is, is one of my favorite cards because I grew up with that baseball player, who tells me that it should not be in a slab? Who should tell me? And why do I want to send it to grade? I don't care about getting a grade on that, on my $5 card, on my $50 card, if it has sentimental value. So all these different areas of conversation of why there should be a reusable slab, patent pending, right, is why vanity slabs came out. Craig, you haven't said anything. Add to the, to the I, I'm just here to look pretty, baby. I don't. You got the whole, you got the whole board behind you. You're, you're visionary, and the, all the wheels are turning at the same time. Uh, you know, <laughs> on point to me. It's called a hobby for a reason. It's not called a business. You know, people have made it into a business, and I appreciate what we're doing to try and bring back the hobby aspect of it. You're not going to go ahead and grade everything. It doesn't make sense. I mean. Like like Henry was saying, unless you're pulling a 10 for the business aspect to flip a card, what, what's a nine going to get you? You're probably just going to make up for the lost time and, and your your grading fee. So, uh, you know, I do send cards out to be graded. They are high-end cards. They're not going to be anything that's a $20, $50, $100, maybe even $500 card. They're going to be pretty darn high-end. And, you know, I was holding up this card before just because this is one of the, uh, the 130 points that we just started up. You know, this one here is, it's again, it's a two of 10. It's his jersey number. I, I don't know how good the guy's going to be, but I know his stuff is pretty hot. I wouldn't even dare send this card out knowing I'm going to wait six, eight months if I'm not going to pay $200 on it. It's a thicker card. It's probably going to come back graded an eight or an eight and a half. And by that point, what am I selling it for if I do sell it? So I think the biggest thing for me is the hobby aspect. And, you know, like I said, I got out of the hobby. It was a, I was a kid. I went to play ball. All I ever wanted to do was just play ball. And then as I got older, started having kids, started my business. It became something part of my childhood, which became part of my adulthood. And now, again, I have a son who's six years old and I get to share the hobby with him, not necessarily the business. And that, that to me means everything more more than anything in itself is just being a, being a part of the hobby and, and helping the hobby grow. It's actually an honor to me because, you know, my father talked about having his baseball cards and bike spokes. You know, and I remember having my cards playing games with them, you know, not knowing that Ken Griffey Jr. 89 upper decks, how mass produced they were, would ever be worth $3,000 if they graded a 10 just because. And, you know, I'm glad we did what we did with the cards and we traded them like we did because to us it was a hobby and there was nothing better than it. You know, I distinctly remember uh, uh, my brother and I trading a, I was a Frank Thomas fan. I'm five foot nothing. Thought Frank Thomas and I were the same type of hitter. Didn't make any sense, but. I just loved watching the big hurt and my brother was a Griffey guy, smoothest swing in baseball. And we traded uh, 89 upper deck Griffey for Frank Thomas, 1990 leaf rookies one day. And that to me was the biggest day of my life in hobby and collecting, you know, up until these days where I see how much the business is oriented. But, you know, back then those guys were in 89 and 90 showing my age a little bit. They were it. It was like that. That was it. And, 
you know, we both felt the sense of fulfillment. Like I got his rookie card and I got this. And as a kid, that's what you feel. And now as an adult, I get to feel all that all over again, where oh, I, I got this cool card or I show my kid, look, we got an Aaron judge and it could be a $3 card. It could be a 30 cents card. You know, I have camps. I do uh, eight weeks of summer baseball camps. We had 42 or 44 kids this week. I give away autographed jerseys. I give away, you name it. I was actually just live with our buddy Nick Sichter last night, opening up a bunch of cards. I, I think he ripped me off and made me spend a little bit too much. Nah, but we, we you know, and I, I opened a bunch of some cards and, and he's going to send me some extra stuff to give out to the campers next week. And again, like to me, having that opportunity, it, it's fulfilling in itself. So maybe I'm showing more of the dad side of me and the grown up, but it, it's cool to being able to give back now at this point and, having the vanity slaps to even display them while I give them away is cool to the kids. You know, they see a label says the name, it says who it is or whatever the heck we want it to, to say, we can make it say. And, you know, it's, it's fun. It's fun watching the reactions. Like when you pull a big card out of a, a rip and, and it's just exhilarating, you know, we were out at the national and I saw um, there was probably about a dozen uh, underprivileged kids and, and they were opening cards and screaming, hooting and hollering. There was cameras everywhere. So I had to walk over. I, you know, I, I was like, what the heck? I want to be part of this. This seems really, really cool. And, you know, I just got to talking to one of the directors of it and they do it every year at the national. And I didn't know that. And they just, they bring in some underprivileged kids. They let them open some packs. And I mean, these kids were trading cards on the spot and the cards couldn't be worth more than two, $3, but the feeling they got and the sense of, Oh, wow, that's a LeBron James card. And look at this. Oh, I got a Zion. And the, the feeling and the look in their eyes is what, that to me is all about. And I hope that this can bring some, some love and fun for the kids. Not, not only the big collector people that want to flip cards, you know, love that completely love it. It is like not for any the hobby is like our, our family, but it's those, those memories that you create with yeah. your, your family as well. Your actual family uh, in the hobby. I, I know my dad was into uh, other things he was more like not really comic books and stuff, but my cousin who he was the one that really got me into, into the hobby since I was young, he was probably, I don't know what the age difference is about 12 years on me. So when he was around 18, I was six, he's got a, a younger brother as well. Who's a couple of years older than me and used to take us to shows. And I was just going to shows all the time and I was collecting Australian rules, football cards. So our, our native game here in Australia and I was collecting, but it's still the same thing. You're there and you're swapping them. And I had Pokemon cards as well. And I remember in school and I'd trade them with my friends and that's the joy. Yu-Gi-Oh cards as well. And my friend, I was, I was watching him rip high end stuff as well as low end stuff. And it was just the joy of opening more packs and getting your favorite players and doing that type of stuff. That's the memories that you have. I have, so many memories of them just opening boxes of stuff on their table and just packets everywhere and boxes everywhere. And that's the joy and the fulfillment. And as a kid, when you're watching people op open stuff as well as opening yourself, you're in awe and you're excited when they pull a big card. And that really is what it's all about. Sometimes it's just about appreciating your collection and not just, I don't know, looking at the, the monetary value of everything, like putting a price tag. Uh, I think the memories is the actual price tag that you should be putting on your on your collection sometimes, not a, a monetary value. So I really do a gap. That's a big gap in the industry that I that it, that, that I analyze. It is, it is it is now before it wasn't. It is now. I think in the last three years it has become the gap has swayed more towards monetary value on on uh, on your 
on your on your collection, I guess. So a lot of people that had that mentality of the memories and stuff have driven into that other sector. Other people were doing it the whole time. Like all the best <laughs> to them. Another Jalen Hurts. I'll see your Jalen Hurts, Craig. And I'll and I'll raise you a Jalen Hurts auto. I got oh, a downtown. That's a beauty. I love Sorry, Henry. Sorry, Henry. Craig wins. Downtown. downtown is one of my favorite sets. I am literally in love with downtown. Yeah, uh, forget forget that one then. How about this? Project 21. Oh, there we go. Ken I got to start It has – it's a 130 point, right? And JSA certified, right? So you still can get your authentication from any authentication company. Still carry it with your holder that is autographed. You can design your label, right? I'm showing. I'm, I'm marketing now, guys. I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. So I'll just some questions on that. Just some questions on that, Henry. I'm looking at your website. You've got 35 point slabs. You've got 130 point slabs. Now there are other uh variants out there is there plans to add those at a later date first yes. question second question because i know you elaborate so let me get these through and then you can uh you can go off right you can go off i, I just gotta you get them in. i gotta get them in <laughs> hey i feel like I, I you and i would get along really well henry i'm telling you me and you uh if i ever go over the stage you ever go over the stage, and have a beer you can mute me if you want to you control the power <laughs> no 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 look at the end of the day we're here to help give you guys the the platform to talk about your business because and we wanted to do that and we that's why we reached out because as i said we've spoken about this on our podcast and when we are seeing it and I was like, look, we need to interview these guys. Like, we need to hear what they have to say about uh, how Vanity Slabs came about and everything. The second thing is, I see you've got, like, the custom labels. You can get designers. Now, there is a, a custom label designer beta being released. And and I believe this would be, like, an online interactive sort of designing thing that they would do within the website. And people could design their own label, which then essentially you would print and then send to them with the slabs. Right? Is that how that sort of would work? Or it sort I'm of not sure. Work but, that way. It sort of but, will work that right. way. So, so go for it, Henry. Go for it. There's options, right? So yeah. when, when we talk about design, you're talking about multiple moving parts, right? You're going to have your holder. You're going to put your card in your holder. Boom. Number Step number one is, is, is accomplished by that. Step number two is going to be you're going to want to get a label for it or not. You might not want to get a label. You just want to put it in a nice holder. It comes with a nice default vanity slabs label anyways. But if you want to get a design, you are you go online and there's going to be a um, a virtual designer where, where it's going to have different options, right? You can design your label, uh, put your, uh, customize the text on it, uh, choose the colors, backgrounds. It'll have uh, various backgrounds you can choose for your card. And then it's going to allow you to, when you purchase, to either download the digital printable copy. You can print it at your local professional print shop. Or if you have, a, a, many people have very nice printers now. Uh, if it's laser printer and you have cardstock, you should be able to print it perfectly fine for uh, in cardstock with your laser printer. Or you can also request to have it printed by Vanity Slabs. And at the end of the day, 
that is more expensive because if you think about the whole aspect of us having to go and print the card for you, both sides, get it into printing, print shop, uh, and then fulfill it and get it sent to you, that it that could be more costly. But the option will be there. So there'll be more choices along the way, okay? Much more choices along the way. We're going to feel out the crowd. We're going to feel out, you know, kind of the the aspect of, of what will, will fine-tune the, the, the label creation process. And you'll be able to also choose designers that that can also create one-of-one -one designs for you and custom stuff if you have if you're a breaker and you want your logo on there if you're a, a business and you want your insignia on there like a business card uh, and contact information like double coverage we could design double coverage uh nice and pink and blue and make it real nice on the top and every time you do a break if you do breaks you pull out the cards and you give the best card and you put it into a vanity slab, you put your double coverage logo on the top and send it to your customer. That's a nice gesture that is above and beyond what other breakers are doing, right? So things like that is, is what will be as to the, the design ability and the fulfillment process of a label. Now, as to holders, we're gonna have we're gonna roll out more holders and bigger um points and sizes and, and 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 thickness along the way but we're also going to roll out more products that have to do with vanity the aspect of making sure that your collectibles are protected and look good and help the marketability of it being raw okay so if if you go tie back to everything that I started from the beginning with the light box and everything all my aspects have been how is the best way to market your card and take advantage of the market without waiting a year to get your card back to try to sell it after the market has gone down the slope? You should be able to instantly slab your card. You should be able to instantly make it look beautiful. And you should be able to instantly sell your card at any time for the max value that the market allows i like it the good thing as well source had uh your instagram page up so people that are listening to this on podcast format henry and craig have been showing some cards on their video stream throughout this uh discussion source just brought up their instagram so you can see the labels henry's got uh, a card up right now chicago bulls who is that is that george Kobe white or Kobe white let's see it's a beauty so that's is that, that one is and nice. one? Is it? It's a shadow box. One and one. A forty-nine. That's nice. And and this this right here, we just engineered it to to be a vertical. Um, oh label. wow! So now that's, when that's you nice. display your card on the side, it'll have the name on the side. Uh, okay, nice. And then that way it, it, you can display it this way, and you don't have to read it. How's that going to go when you put Giannis at Tetecumbo and it's like, uh, you know, 50 letters? Yeah. Or Kobe Bryant, rookie, right? The other thing is, well, the other thing to keep in mind as well, people that are listening, uh, the gentlemen don't just do 
sports cards. You can send in Marvel cards, Pokemon cards. They do non-sporting as well. So Not don't send think in. They send to you. They send to you. They send to you. Get that right. This is what's. Apologies. This is why Apologies. this is unique. They, they send to you, and it clicks together like a Tupperware container, and you can That's replace it. them. And it keeps and you can also, can, you, can you replace the labels as well? Can you replace the labels as well if you wish? Correct. Yes. Like, this this is one of a kind. This is literally one of a kind stuff. You you can use it. Take a great photo in a light box that Henry can sell you. You put it on eBay or wherever the heck you have it, and then you just switch it out for a top loader and ship it, and then use it again. There you go. Seamless. And yeah. uh, let me let me guess. There's no uh, 12-month backlogs? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> so you can obviously buy uh, the slabs in bulk, and you've got a subscription service to – Vanity Slabs, can you explain what that is? Like the subscription, what people get with your subscription service? So the subscription service gets you a bookcase uh, slab, okay? What that means is you get, a, you get a bundle, okay? And you get it for less, for way less. And in the bundle, you get a slab, you get this cool little, you know, you know bookcase and... There's a repack in there that allows you to get a card that's worth maybe, you know, it could be $5 to $100. At the end of the day, you don't know what you're going to get. But the cool thing about it is that it comes with a label too. So you can actually test drive your your new slab. Oh, we're doing a break now. It's ripping. Well, you're, you're opening it, so I'm going to put it in big screen. It's yeah. an impromptu Live <laughs> on double coverage with vanity slabs. All right, so I I'm love it, Henry. I love it. I love your energy, bro. I love I your energy, keep, man. I, I love it. it. I gotta keep it in the camera so you guys don't think I'm doing any funny business. Hold you just on. lost your guitar pick. It just fell because it took. A, all right, here we go. Here we go you gotta explain go. the guitar pick too. Right, now you have it out. So here you go. You get a little pack. Yep. You get a slab. And nice. then you get this guitar pick that fell out. This guitar pick, which is cool. You don't get guitar picks in grading companies. <laughs> I just bought a ukulele. I'm learning how to play a ukulele. I might have to get myself a Vanity Slabs uh, there you go. Uh, pick. People buy Vanity Slabs because of the pick sometimes. <laughs> All right. So let's. So keep in mind, just, just keep an eye on the pick. You have a pick in there. And then I'm going to rip this pack. So here's a vanity slab. And we're going to do a product review here, right? I'm going to do a, a demo. Yeah, I, I, like I, want, I, want to show, I want you to show us, like, you like putting this. it in, in the slab as well. Yes. First, we've got to find out what's in it. So I'm ripping. It's going to be a Jordan 86 Fleer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it could be. We don't know. What, you never know what you're going to get. All right. Boom. What is, what is it? Dominguez. Jason Dominguez. All right. Nice. See, you get quality stuff in here. It's not cheesy stuff. And then here it is. You got the label there. Yeah, right? nice. So you got you got the whole package. You got this is a subscription service, guys. For I think it's what $19.95 or something like that a month. For $19.95 a month, you get a slab, which by itself is already worth $19.95, right? And you get a repack. That comes with the label, and you get the bookcase. Now, 
Let's try to do. Let me see how I can. Is that oh, he's, he's just a pro. He's oh, a pro. He, he knows what he's late. doing. Boombastic. Here we go. Right. So here we go. We're Show us how it works. I'm interested. I'm interested. We're going to open up the slab. It comes in a. It comes with a sleeve and also you can it's protect it. Yeah, it's, it's all about reusability, guys. All about reusability. So here's a sleeve you can reuse. There's another pick. What is this? I'm loving this. This guy. Who's this guy? <laughs> Who's that? What is this guy doing here? <laughs> so you get, you can ask for an autograph from this uh, professional baseball player. Correct. Feel free to call. Uh... <laughs> All right. Oh, look. And call me anytime. All right. So let's open this up. So here's here's the magic, guys. You, you uh, see okay, this lab? It comes with some some stuff already in there. Now you take your pick. And you slide it through the groove on the bottom and you kind of pry it open. Ah, okay. okay. I got that. I like that. All right. So now you have two pieces. You have the lid and you have if the tray. It, if anyone's watching, uh, Henry just showed how to crack your uh, current slabs and put them in a vanity slab. You just use these uh, vanity slabs pick. So <laughs> any any greater cards you want to crack. You take out, <laughs> right? You take out the... The stuff that's in there, that's stock. You take your card out of your sleeved top loader. Top loaders are expensive, guys. All right, and you put it in there into the into the tray, right, which is the bottom part. Take the little. Does it fit in there with the sleeve on or no? It does, but you don't need it. It does, but you don't need it. The reason is because it's fit. It's, it's snug. Okay. This gets sealed with pressure. It won't move. I like that. Right? So you have to make sure that things are in, and you can take all four corners, and you press and apply pressure. All right? And you just do make sure that there's no gaps. Like it. And then you can see, and it's perfectly joined. And look at that card. There you Way go. better than a top loader. Way better than a top loader. Look at that. The color I love pop. it. That's awesome. So this person could have gotten this for $19.95 a month. Now, the subscription, uh, there's no contract or anything like that, so you can cancel at any time. Um, so at the end of the day, a subscription service is just a monthly recurring charge, but it's worth it, guys. It's really worth it. And I there's like it. also bulk rates on on buying multiple slabs. So if you buy pizza by the slice or you buy it by the pie, it's more expensive by the slice. So you can actually buy a whole bunch of slabs and get them for a real good price. And if you're a vendor or we're, we're vendor friendly, affiliate friendly, referral friendly, we give all the kickbacks that you could think, oh, but the price point on the, on the slab, I don't know because maybe I'd rather just uh, save it and put it on a top loader. Listen, if you're thinking that way, you're not thinking the big picture. The big picture here is that your, your card is going to look like this in a slab. And I can put it next to any PSA slab and take pride. Here we go. Tell, me, tell me. Tell me. Look, here's the, here's the size. Size to side. There it is, right? 
side to side. There you go. I'll tell you what, the label looks better. You know, it, it, look, I, I, I will say, I will say, I would uh, like a little bit smaller vanity slabs, but I have seen options where that can that can be a little bit smaller. Which is, this is what I mean. You've got the, you've got the flexibility. You've got the flexibility for for the people out there uh, to design those labels. And uh, man, I, I, look, I'm actually blown away. I actually can't believe uh, how easy that was, and it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I'm not gonna and lie. It's fun. It is fun. What's the price point? I want to so, put some more into vanity slabs right now. So, what's the price point for the uh, the slabs? Uh, how do you go so people know at home how much it is it costs to them if they're interested in in sending their well you sending out the slab to them, which is the the niche, the uniqueness of vanity slabs. So, a raw slab is nineteen dollars and ninety five cents. Okay, one slab. Uh, and and the and the retail pack, which you just saw, the retail pack comes with a repack is, is an extra five bucks. Now, if you get the subscription service, you save those five bucks and you're paying $19.95 for the slab and the repack and the bookcase and and so forth, right? It's just a recurring subscription. It's a better value. So right there, if you were to calculate value, now you have your you can have a card that's worth a hundred dollars or fifty dollars and you just made money, right? So think about it that. Think about it that way. If you buy a pack of cards right now, you potentially are going to lose uh, lose your money most of the time, unless you you, you get a, a a case hit, right, or or a nice high hit. Think about it the same way. If you go the su subscription route, you're probably going to end up getting your 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 vanity slab for free if you get a nice card like that. Jason Dominguez, probably right there, is worth probably the almost the same as a slab, right? Um, things like that. So when you play with vanity slabs, what we did was we created vanity slabs to be multi-purpose. If you're if you're a coupon shopper, you'll find referral codes. Maybe uh, if you refer some friends, you'll save ten percent, fifteen percent. If you are become an affiliate, then you'll make money because you're gonna make a profit. From everybody that you refer and everyone that you go, you get into the site that buys a slab, and you can do that. Or if you're a vendor, if you're a card shop, if you're a breaker, if you're a breaker, you're gonna make money because you're now fancying up the cards for your for your clients, and you can put your breaker name there, and you can do things that are going to increase your brand awareness and your brand marketing for yourself for your brand. Same thing goes for the local card shops and so forth. What we want to do is we want to make vanity slabs accessible everywhere. At your card shop, you can go and pick up a, a, a vanity slab. At your a local retailer, you can pick up a vanity slab. If you go to Amazon.com, guess what? Grading companies, you can't do that. We can. So we can sell on Amazon.com. We can sell vanity slabs. And on VanitySlabs.com, you can do all that jazz. So... I love it. I love it. Uh, Brilliant. Quick question from myself because I saw your company pop up and then I've seen another grading company. doesn't need to be mentioned. They're trying to do the same, that well, provide the similar service. Obviously, they're not sending the, the slabs home to you or doing any of that stuff. You still got to put it in a submission, your cards to get put into a, a PC slab. So, Tyler is a cool guy. Tyler is a cool guy. Tyler is a creator of that company, right? Yeah. And, and he's a real good guy. Where uh, he he he's been very very 
focus in the hobby. He gives back in the hobby. He jumps into a lot of breaks in a lot of groups. And and we we've been we've been following Tyler on on his journey, and he's done great. And I think that he's a great guy. And HGA is a great rating company. If you're gonna grade your ca uh, cards, definitely you know what get that stylish look. If if you don't want to grade, you have to send your cards away to HGA for 20 business days, and it's going to get you a, a similar design label and stuff like that, but it's going to be permanently encapsulated, which means you can't, you, you still have to assess the, your, your, your reason for, for sending your card away. Is it worth it to send your card away and wait the time to get it back with a, with a custom label with vanity slabs, you get instant gratification. You get your, your card, you never part with your card. You put it in the holder and you make it look beautiful now. I like it. And not only that, but if I wanted to sell my raw card, guess what I do? I put I advertise my raw my, my card with the holder, with the label, everything. And someone says, Hey, I want to offer you uh ten dollars for for your raw card. Guess what? I'll be like, all right, well, I can do that price. But I'm gonna send it to you in a top loader. Cause you can take the card out and reuse the slab 20 times over. You wanna go ahead and, and take 20 pictures for 20 different cards and use one vanity slab? You can do that too and stage your card. Those are all things you can do with a reusable, reopenable, and reclosable slab. I like it. I like it. I was actually going to, you answered a part of my next question. We only got, we've got a, a few left, uh, but what does your company envision for the future and your place in the hobby? What we, what we envision is to take take it down a notch on why you collect, right? You don't collect to invest. Not many people collect to invest. Many people have been collectors for a very long time. They collect to collect because they're, they're happy in trading. They like the, the social aspect of, of a man cave or, 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 or a female cave or whatever it is that whatever gender cave you, you want to belong to. But at the end of the day, you have the ability to interact with other people in this thing called a hobby in many different shapes or forms, breaking, uh, trading in person, trading online, buying and selling, uh, doing razzes or whatever it is that you have and having fun in the hobby, you can do it, but you're going to keep on having fun. It's not about a subjective number. It's not about getting grades, but it can be too. Remember, grading has is, is, is value. I'm not saying it doesn't have its value, and I'm never going to not tell you not to go grade your cards, right? But it's bringing that ability, that essence of displaying your card with style and grace and protecting it to the max and being proud of what you have no matter how much it's worth, okay? And that's 98% of the cards in existence deserve attention and love too i love it a lot any final words any final words craig or 
Uh, I won't let him talk. Hey. I won't let him talk. No, like I said, I'm just here to look good. Um, no, yeah, yeah. I think the future goal is to find a way to make it uh, accessible and affordable for everybody. We've spoken about, you know, we've had some, you know, resistance, I guess, from uh, price points and, and certain other things. And that's all well and good. And it's understood, and especially as a new business, you always expect those types of things. I don't think it's possible to meet uh, requirements. It's actually not possible to meet requirements of what people expect. You know, we've had people say things as silly as to make it a, a $2 cost. And it's like, well, that's uh, less than our cost. So that doesn't I mean we're not trying we're not trying to make billions of dollars or anything, but we're also not not trying to lose money on a, on a, a you know, a, a venture like this. So I think our overall uh, goal is once we start to factor in a, a little bit better manufacturing on our end, a little bit more bulk pricing for everybody, uh, a little bit more uh, easily accessible retail price or something like that, we'll we'll do it as the as the hobby allows us to do it or as this venture allows us to do it. And if it's not a possibility, then we're kind of stuck where we're at. Um, and when where we're at was with price points, but I think that you know with Henry's vision and with all the things that we've spoken about and the, the things that have transpired in such a short period of time, uh, once we really get moving, I think uh, you know it's not far fetched to say we'll be able to reach out to a lot more people. I like it. Price like points, it. Craig. You're talking about price points when the price of gas is going up. I would love to have a gallon of gas for fifty cents. I would love. For, to, to buy a gallon of milk for 25 cents. I would love to go into Disney World for $9.95. Oh, yeah. Good luck with that. I've been I would to love World. to go <laughs> ahead and go watch a movie and buy a bucket of popcorn for five bucks. The reality is, is that inflation drives up the cost of plastic, the, the cost of shipping, the cost of fulfillment, the cost of economy the economy in itself has to be assessed when people are talking about price points now think, yeah to get grading at two hundred dollars a card i don't know how you factor those price points because the the plastic nor the service nor the the actual uh material that's being used okay it's it's costs $200, all right, or $400, or the shipping that it gets shipped back to you, it doesn't cost $200. So all these different things, when people say price point, I would love to pay for Vanity Slabs the price of a, 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 of a top loader, yeah? I would love to do a lot of things too, but the reality is, is that if you want something great quality, you pay for it. You can you can buy a Louis Vuitton or you can buy a Louis Button. Which one do you want? I prefer the Louis Vuitton or nothing at all. Okay, so at the end of the day, you're getting a Louis Vuitton, you're getting a Ferrari when you're getting this quality of, of product and and the the flexibility and and there and and what is it called? The flexibility of what you you're able to do with it is a value in itself. So. The other, the other thing also is people need to keep in mind with with businesses and initially these are prices and when you can make stuff more streamlined and if costs you can find a better way you will always provide a better opportunity for your consumer. It's just people always expect the world at the beginning and mm -hmm. until they actually come and try your product, they don't they don't know. So I really do encourage people that are watching this that are going to listen to this, going to watch it. 
maybe 10 years from now, five years from now, tomorrow, a day, a week, a month. Try the boys out at Vanity Slabs. Uh, try Obviously, try it before you make your criticism on, on anything. That's what Sauce and I have always said to people. It, like People came in with other grading companies, ragged on them, said they were terrible, said this method was crap in the hobby, and we said, you've got to try them. Just try them. Give people an opportunity. So I thank you for your time, Henry, Craig. We really appreciate it. We will put everything about Vanity Slabs in the description when we post on our Instagram and Facebook. All the info, we'll provide it to you. Uh, you're great guys. We really do appreciate you giving up your time as well and giving us an insight into Vanity Slabs and a, uh, a tutorial, uh, on-screen tutorial on how to do it. Uh, a live rip. So we really- We had everything. It. We had everything. I love you. Honestly, I love your passion, Henry and Craig. And and, and look, all the best to your uh, you know business venture and, and Vanity Slabs. Uh, I think it's a brilliant idea. Look, I'm just going to say, I think it's a brilliant idea uh, because- it's something that I thought about and I was like, well, I actually don't care for the grade. I just want to encapsulate it in a slab and vanity slabs provides that um, and provides you flexibility to change the card. You know, if you feel like on Monday you want to have uh, your Kobe Bryant in there and on Tuesday you want to have your LeBron James in there, you can do that. So it, it's a one of a kind product. And yeah, as Doma said, look, try it, give it a crack and, um, yeah, you you might be a return customer because you'll be like, this. how brilliant is this? If you don't care about grading, this is the slab for you. I'm just going to say that. If you do not care about grading, this is the slab for you. Thank you. I think Henry said he wanted awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. I think Henry said he wanted to send you a, a repack to do live sauce. I think he said it. I don't know, but I think he said it. Sauce, I'm telling you, Henry, we're, we're, yeah. we're meeting person. We're going to have uh, a long yarn and uh, quite a few beers because uh, I, I can tell you your passion, your passion comes through the screen, Henry, and I love it. I love it. Craig, you yeah. and I can just sit out the back and have a quiet discussion. Uh, <laughs> I'm the guy just kicking my feet, you know? I'm good to go. I love it. I love I'm it, good, man. Thank you, fellas. No worries. Right, Thanks to everyone Thank that joined in in the comments as well. We appreciate it. So on behalf of myself, Henry, Craig, and the great man Sauce, keep living, loving, and breathing sports. It's double coverage and peace. peace you guys out. are awesome. Have a good Thank you for tuning in. Please don't forget to leave a review on the Apple Podcasting app. Also, follow us on socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Talking old spots. Double curve.